The eunuch general's only response was to raise his arm. Behind him, the Yuan archers drew their bows. Xu saw it as if in a dream. Inside her was only the perfect, blank brightness of belief and desire. Desire is the cause of all suffering. The greater the desire, the greater the suffering. And now she desired greatness itself. With all her will, she directed the thought to heaven and the watching statues. Whatever suffering it takes, I can bear it. We're doing fine. I'm doing fine. Welcome to We're Doing Fine, book club edition. He's Robbie. And she's Lisa. And I am here to remind you all that if you fail at our book clubs, that's okay, <laughs> because I do it too. Uh, this month, I did not read the book. I read some of the book. I loved it. I loved what I did read. But it's been a month with a trademarked R at the end. I just uh, could not find the time. And when there was time, I was too depressed to do it. So this episode is going to be a little bit differently. Lisa's going to tell you all about the book and then I am going to interview style ask her questions that you have sent in. Also thank you we got so many questions. Normally we have to pad them out with some of our own. We don't have time for that because y'all asked so many questions. What are you talking about Robbie? We never do that. No you know what I mean like we pad them out with like I'll have questions for you. Yeah that's fair. Yeah. No. Yes we may be like. You know Robbie's tired because the trademark is a TM. But there's also like the R, right, for registered. Yes, that is true. I've had a day, okay? I was supposed to finish work at half one, and I finished work at four. Yeah, that's disgusting. I'm so sorry. I hate everyone. It is fine. I have a pint of whiskey lemonade that I will be (laughs) slurping on while I ask Lisa questions, and I'll try my hardest to edit that out. But I can't promise anything. (laughs) No editing after a pint of whiskey lemonade, anyway. And editing he will be doing because I am going to play Dungeons and Dragons after this. Lisa's being a fucking nerd and I love it for her. I love that for you. This month we read She Who Became the Sun by Shelley Parker Chan. And, you know, I often like to call July Gay Wrath and I feel like it was fitting for this month. Definitely, definitely suits the vibes. Yeah, because like you got to go through all the sins. Got pride, then you get wrath. I think next month will be gluttony, but I don't know if it'll be gay. We'll see. It's my birthday, so hey, there so will there be gluttony. Will be some gay gluttony. Ew. I'm very exciting. Exciting? Excited. You're very exciting, Robbie. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> well, this month we've read She Who Became the Sun, and since Robbie did not really finish it, the recap is we have a young village girl who was slated to have a fate that met to nothing, and a very pampered little brother who was, you know, as pampered as a child can be throughout a famine. Yeah. Um, But he was given a fantastic fate. But as soon as their father died, he kind of just also gave up and died. Um, So she decided to take his fate, because fuck it. A little brave moment there. And she went to a monastery that he was promised to go to, And she decided to live her life as her brother, but like better. Um, The monastery was destroyed by a eunuch general, Ouyang, 
and she went to Anfeng to join the red, is it the red caps, red hats? Pass. Did you not get that far? Did you not get past the monastery? No, I I did, but I had it on times two speed to try and listen to it. So details are not my friend this episode. And join the rebels she did. She rose through the ranks through her just like being fucking observant. I mean, honestly, and then being also very deliberate in her actions. She was great. She conquered. She got a wife. And hopefully they'll get to live happily ever after. We'll see. Let's find out. Yes, so we have some questions. Um, Like I said, I'm going to interview Style, ask Lisa these questions and get her thoughts because hand on heart. I made it through like maybe a third of the book. But as I just said, it was on times two speed. I'm not entirely sure I know any of the names. Um, (laughs) But I think Lisa's got a good um, point about that later. So we'll discuss that in a bit. But yes, we have lots of listener questions. But basically, there's going to be spoilers after this. So if you haven't read it and you just listened to what Lisa said and thought that sounds incredible, read it with me this week and then come back to this episode because i'm gonna finish it because it is really good and i'm excited to slow it down and actually pay attention so um so yeah leave us here join us once you've read it and from here on out spoilers beware so um thank you very much specifically to jenny and bill and callum for sending in a ton of questions mm-hmm. but J- jenny's first question was it seemed like there were a lot of characters in this book do you think they were all necessary to the plot Yes and no. Um, so here's what I think about the whole story, because it is done in a couple different viewpoints. And one of those viewpoints is the eunuch General Ouyang. Um, and General Ouyang is on the side of the Mongols, at least for this book. Um, by the end of the book, he's not really on the side of the Mongols, but it is a lot of setting up for a second book where I think he will be more important and getting that backstory out there will be more important for at least the next book. Um, As far as the plot for this one goes, I feel like there could have been workarounds for not having that half of the book in there, like having those viewpoints in there. But I feel like everyone else who was involved needed to be there, you know? At least all of the people on our side, on the side of the rebels, I think those were all very important people to have progressed the story through. So yeah. Okay, fair. Um, that actually links on to Jenny's next question, because you talked about it being from multiple pers- perspectives. Mm-hmm. And she said, the book is written in third person from three characters' perspectives, and then she's put in brackets, I think. Uh, a big mood, because this book has a lot, and there's a, f- like, yeah. I, th- I feel like it's one of those books that you need to read a few times. Yeah. Uh, my housemate my housemate Hannah, she read my book and she was like, I think I'm going to buy my own copy because I really need to annotate this book because I'm losing like the plot. <laughs> um, and I was like, just, I was like, just go for it because I've already downloaded the audiobook, so you can keep that copy because I'm going to be listening to it because I don't have time to read it. So I was going through my uh, her copy, like the copy that I bought, but now belongs to her. Um, and she's written so many notes and so many just like question marks. I love it so much. Um, but sorry, Jenny goes on to list them. She says there's Zhu. Uh, um yeah so in the audio because i also listened to the audiobook um it kind of sounds like a shuzhongba which like excuse me if i say things completely wrong yeah i'm awful sorry it's kind of that in between of a z and a ch like zhu so like a zhu yeah ma shu shu ma and uyang oyang oyang 
Mm. And Jenny said, do you think the author was present in the book at all? And if so, in which character? Um, no, I don't really think that the author makes herself very present in the book. I mean, you could tell me if you think I'm wrong. Because um, I think that these characters are in, a, in and of themselves very distinct. Um, if the character, like if the author was present, I would think maybe it's like from a personal perspective and maybe Ma, um, trying to tamper down these desires in her main character. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the author kind of lets the character speak for themselves. I think that's a really, um, impressive way of writing Mm -hmm. because I don't know about you. So if you listen to the main podcast, you'll know that me and Lisa are, writers we try to be writers and lisa for sure is a writer i uh, we'll see how that goes i would i would say the opposite but you know (laughs) that you're for sure a writer but Mm, we'll see we'll see how it goes um but i know i struggle to write a character that isn't at like at some level part of me Mm -hmm. like a lot like even if i have multiple characters they'll all be different facets of my personality that are just turned up to a hundred so like that complete that part of my personality completely encapsulates them that part do you know what i mean so it's like i split myself into multiple personalities and that's my characters so the concept of a writer creating characters that are completely separate from themselves that i'm just like fuck me i could never do that that is so impressive yeah, no, they are a really good set of characters, and they set uh, they set themselves up as really good foils for one another, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's quite cool. Um, right, Jenny has said apparently the book was written as a duology, so there is the potential of a second book. She makes some questionable moral decisions in the first book. Do you think she would succumb to the darker side of her choices in the second book? Um, I think. I think it's a little bit inevitable. I don't think it's going to completely pull her under. Um, and I think Ma will be there to help pull her back. Um, and because you didn't finish the book, and I hope you don't mind if I do a little bit of a spoiler. Not at all. It's part of the part of the um, the consequences of not finishing a book you've told everyone else to read. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will, I'll try not to give everything away for you, but Shu uh, comes up like does something that has an action that will directly affect May or Ma and how Ma perceives um, her. So, and it, it becomes a real breaking point in their relationship and it's right at the end and it leaves it until the very end to see how Ma will react to this, whether Ma will completely leave or if she'll stay beside Shu. Right. And it's a really beautiful moment at the end, but I think that relationship is definitely going to be a little bit fractured. And I think that will have a lot of effect on the next book. Yeah. What I would say is I just gave it a quick Google because I can do that now on my new laptop. Thank you, Callum, <laughs> for sponsoring the pod. Um, and it it doesn't say whether it's a like a duology or a trilogy, but it does say, so it's She the Who Radiant Became the Emperor Sun. one, right? Book one, yeah. So interesting. We'll see how that um, evolves. Um, yeah. Okay, are you ready for another question? Absolutely. I'm sorry if this is going to be a quick episode, because it's all you. <laughs> <laughs> but in fairness, you've got to get to D&D. So thank you for making time for me, because I basically refuse to record on any other time, because I have been busy. Anyway, so Jenny's last question. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. For so many questions. She said, and this might have been my own fault due to lack of concentration, but was anyone else a little miffed that the ghosts took so long to explain? <laughs> I mean, 
I think if I wasn't so into the story, I would have been. Um, this one, it's such an intense world that I kind of just really got sucked in and I just kind of accepted the ghosts as part of it and that the ghosts were her connection to that supernatural realm. Um, I, I don't really notice. I Were, were they explained? No, <laughs> no. Um, if they were, I, I didn't get to that thing, part. But, like the ghosts were basically a sign of the mandate of heaven. But I mean, I don't think they were super explained beyond that. And I assumed if she was the radiant emperor to be potentially <gasps> oh because the mandate of heaven is the rule that says that they're the emperor of that they are allowed to rule yeah because they have yeah been chosen by the heavens yeah you know i oh. feel like <gasps> that's quick the uk probably would have done pretty well if there was a mandate of an actual physical mandate of heaven people could see there would have been so fewer wars mm-hmm. definitely <laughs> Um, yeah, I have to say, like, I didn't even question it. That just sort of fit the vibe, I guess. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like how you can see those dead horses in Harry Potter after you see someone die. She can just see ghosts <laughs> now. Yeah, because it was like her her dad died, her brother died, and then she was burying them, and there were their ghosts, and I was like, oh, cool, she can see ghosts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terrifying, but okay. Yeah, but okay, like, you do you, gal. Like, it's cool. <laughs> um. I just thought it was brilliant that she used basically every single, like she used everything to her advantage, even when she could see ghosts, um, especially with the way she protected her. Well, I mean, didn't really protect them. She gave them the plague after her ceremony by um, allowing people to eat offerings for ghosts, knowing that they might be hungry, but it did help them like buy them time and avoid like a, another big faction war between everyone else in the rebels so i thought that was like brilliant tactical move but also oh boy it would suck to die by plague yeah as a tactical it, re- move. it really would yeah yeah um right so we have uh, questions from bill thank you bill for joining us yes thank um, you um right so so bill has said since this is a mulan retelling which other disney movie would you like to see get this treatment for him it would be aladdin so I kind of like, I know it was kind of a Mulan retelling, and I kind of struggled with the idea of that because it also just felt like a piece of historical fiction um, or like a reimagining of like a historical retelling. I don't know. Um, but I did definitely get some Mulan vibes there. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe like a Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, pulling out an underrated one. They love <laughs> to see it. Yeah. But, like, focused on Esmeralda. Yeah. Oh, yes. And there's a yes. lot of... I mean, it's a very complex story in its core, but I think that... I think it could get some very intense retellings there. So, I mean, we see a lot of, like, The Little Mermaid. We see a lot of Beauty yeah. and the Beast. Yeah. That or, like, maybe a Hercules. Get some, like, Greek tragedy in there. Yeah. Although, probably the um, the author that does, like... um. Song of Achilles and Song of Circe. I imagine she'll get to Aladdin eventually. Oh yeah, which I I think we have those on our list of possible books to read. We we definitely have Song of Achilles on that list. Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to read that forever. So I know every like everyone in the house has read it, and I'm just like I need to read it too. Well, maybe, but it's on our list, so I don't want to skip it. Yeah, maybe in a month or two. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. How about right. you? No, you can answer this question. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. 
Uh, I don't know. I was going to say Treasure Planet, but that's already had that. <laughs> it oh, wait, started it has? off as Treasure Island. It started off as Treasure Island. Oh, I haven't read Treasure Island. Yeah, it's it's like a sci-fi uh, adaptation of Treasure Island. Oh, maybe I should read Treasure <laughs> Island. A little bit R.L. Stevenson. Yeah. We love it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'd love to see a version of Beauty and the Beast where he's like, like without the magic, mm-hmm. where he's like, maybe his like reputation is tarred and he's like, ah, oh, you know, something like that. Something a bit more realistic and she doesn't get, um, Stockholm Syndrome, you know, that's, she just falls in love with him and has to be like, actually you're all wrong, he's not a dick. Yeah. You know, I'd love to see that, so that would be quite cool. Okay. Um. Nice. So I do, I do love a girl that reads. Me too. Yeah. Right. Bill has one more question, and this is, uh, yeah, this is uh, a big one, so get ready for this. Uh, Chu Chongba straight up murdered a child yeah. while she's the protagonist of the story. Does this affect the usage of the terms good guy or hero since the killing of the Prince of Radiance is a very anti-hero move? Uh, see, that was the that was the part that fractured Manchu that I was trying to walk or dance around. Um <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to have some huge repercussions in the next book. Um cuz that was not a cool move. Yeah. Um can I ask yeah. you since spoilers are rife, why why does she kill the child? Because she also has the mandate of heaven and doesn't need his help to rule. Oh, so it's like she she's it been told that she move. can so it's like you can rule but if you want to rule on your own, get rid of this child sort of thing. Yeah. Oh wow, okay. I mean, fuck yeah! Like she's been through enough in her life. She gets to do that for sure. Mm-hmm. I I would allow it. <laughs> um, I think it, <laughs> I think it is definitely going to be an anti-hero move, and I think in the next book because she's kind of just accepted that she is going to be the emperor. She is going to do everything and sac and is willing to sacrifice just about everyone <gasps> to is get. Is this what, what she Jenny wants. was talking about? Is this what Jenny was talking about when she said questionable moral decisions? Yes. Right, oh, it's all making sense now. Oh, I'm so excited to read this book now. <laughs> oh. Yes. Because, like, when she kills the Prime Minister, it wasn't that big of a deal. Because she the killed Prime Boris Minister Johnson? sucked. Yes, she killed Boris Johnson. <laughs> and we were all happy for it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, it's not treason, he's not the king, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't have um, a king yet. No, we still have a queen. Yeah, I was going to say, As much as Lisa denies alive, it. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> they say. That one does count as treason. I'm so sorry, Lizzie. My bad. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Wait, I'll try and... You guys have to have to get independence right away so that I can become... <laughs> <laughs> why? They've already said if we become independent, we'll still keep the monarchy. Ugh. Why? To- tourism. Stupid. We just want to see castles. We don't need to actually see the dinosaurs in them. You would be surprised. Yikes. Anyway, I have one final question for you. Yes. This one's from Callum. He says, General Oyang... Oyang? Yeah. General Oyang was slated to be a great foil to Shu. Do you feel he completed that task as a character? I don't think he's done. Um... I don't I don't know. They were... They were foils, but I also feel like Ma was a stronger foil for Shu. Um... I think Ouyang was kind of built up a bit more than he needed to be. Um, but you never know. In the next book, he could... I, I felt like his his storyline was a little bit disappointing because he kind of allowed himself to be pushed around his whole life. Um, even though he's capable 
Like, he's a very capable character, but he kind of just, like, went with the flow of things. But maybe that's because he doesn't really know what he desires, and maybe he's found that at the end of this book. So I think there's potential there for him to fulfill his job as a foil. I like it. I like it. Good answer. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Well... Thank you for all of those listener questions. I do appreciate it because it gave me something to do other than just listen to Lisa talk about this book for half an hour. (laughs) You loved it. Um, I did love it. Um, So we're at the end of the episode. I have a couple of wrap-up questions for you, Lisa. Yeah. Who was your favourite character? Ma! She was my favourite. I think it's just because she's the only character with, like, compassion. Oh, wait. I also liked her... I also liked... God, what's his name? Big Brother. The Big Brother Monk. Oh, uh, yes, I've met him. Yes. Um, I can't remember his name. He's great. He was great. He was very excited for Bath Day. That was cute. Oh, it was adorable. And he's yeah. adorable throughout the book. He comes back, don't worry. Oh, oh yay. Glad to um, hear it. So, uh, it's a tie between those two. They're both really great. I'll allow. I'll allow you to have two favorite characters. I'm feeling generous today. Thank you. So... Out of five? Four and a half. Oh, yeah. very good. It was, we love to see it. It's beautifully written. It's really well done. My only complaint is I feel like it lost the plot a little bit in the middle. It got a little muddled, but everything, Fair. it was. it's a, a brilliantly done book. Love that. Love that. How about you? Okay. So far, who's your favorite character? So far, I, I'd have to agree with you about Brother Monk. Mm-hmm. Because he is just so cute. I was kind of hoping they would get end up together. <laughs> but I do I do love the fact that she gets a wife. That fits the narrative. Dude, there is, like, we did not even touch on, I mean, I think we could have had a more in-depth conversation about it if you had finished the book. About, like, I'm sorry. gender identity and sexuality. Because there was, there's so much to talk about in this book. And we will probably have a phone call about this, not on a podcast, once I've read the book. Yes. Because that's the kind of friends we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Because yeah. like this book has a lot to say about those kinds of things, and I love it. Good. I'm glad. I'm excited to get it finished. Definitely going to pick However, up that next book. Yes. However, July is finished. We are done with She Who Became the Sun. Would you like to announce our August book club pick? Sure. So, thank you to Jenny for the recommendation. Yes, thank we, you, um, We took this because I basically asked Jenny for a suggestion that would be slightly lighter. Uh, An easier tone, because this was, while it was a great book, is a great book, it's heavy. It's very heavy. So, for August, we will be reading Drumroll. Reputation by Lex Croucher. It is a funny, historical romantic comedy so we'll see and it's regency era and i'm going to the bridgerton experience in august so i think i just need to read it as a how-to guide absolutely i support your uh, requirement for homework for the bridgerton experience (laughs) so excited so excited all right you guys i'm sorry this was a quicker one and i'm sorry i couldn't join in and again just remember that you don't have to read every month with us. We just love to do this with you guys because it's just just a bit of fun. Absolutely. So you know, you know, sk- skip a month, or if you can't read it, that's no, fine. No, must read just every join single in the month. Chat. <laughs> Lisa takes reading very seriously. <laughs> I do. It's fundamental. Yeah. 
Um, but that's us for July. So until next month, keep, keep reading, reading fine. fine. Hey. <laughs>